Welcome to the Asia Tech Podcast. I'm your host for today, Gustavo Liu. And I'm joined here today by Dimitri Voronenko. Did I pronounce it right? Dimitri? Absolutely right, yes. <laughs> He's the co-founder and CEO for Turnkey Lender, a computer software solution SaaS platform. So welcome, Dimitri. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. How are you? Yeah, fine today. Today is a good day. How has um, Singapore been treating you so far? Yeah, extremely well. I yeah. like Singapore. Two years? Yeah, more than two years already, so I, I used to it. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're the CEO of Turnkey Lender. Tell us a little bit about how you started and, and why Turnkey. I see that you come from a software engineering background, right? Right. This right. is quite quite uh, interesting, sort of um, coming from from the sort of the more technical background, coming over to doing uh, more loans and and the financial products. Right, right. So it uh, actually the whole my life I was uh, uh, being in two fields simul simultaneously in finances and in software development. I started my career in in national bank during some crazy times of reforms in my country. And that is how I got a lot of experience in, in banking industry. And then I started a startup that we were doing artificial intelligence software. Wow. Uh, this, so this is the second my passion. Uh, I have a PhD in artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. especially in artificial neural networks. Mm -hmm. So I've done uh, software for neural network based uh, modeling of forex uh, stocks and options uh, uh, trading so we've done a separate software we partnered with great companies such as forex.com for example ntd ameritrade and, and stuff like that so after this startup <coughs> and during this startup uh, it was not only uh, software for trading but also software general pur purpose software for different kind of modeling and we worked actually with Pfizer to invent new drugs, with Boeing satellite system to, to model some trajectories and with some great companies, with Stanford University, with many universities, observatories, with Hong Kong police, for example. So we right. in different areas because we, we were focused on uh, modeling. We were yeah. extremely well in a certain type, quite complex a kind of uh, neural network modeling. So uh, it wasn't just financial modeling. You were actually yeah, yeah. It, w it was actually scaling to other forms of um, yes, it um, was. It, uh, financial modeling was a separate division inside the company, mm. and the main platform was general purpose artificial neural network based uh, software, and it was not only general type. Those years, the, the the most widely used one was multilayer perceptron, but it was not only this. We used already constructive neural networks. It's a kind of something, something a little bit similar to what people use now, uh, what is named convolutional neural networks. Yeah. But it was those days. And one of application was, of course, to predict uh, probability of default. Mm -hmm. And for some special cases in the United States, when people, for example, do not have social security number, do not have uh, credit history, we used to help uh, some banking institutions to, yeah. to model. So that is how I got this idea about scoring. And my next company was uh, Scorto. Yeah. And I spent 10 years there. We've been doing credit risk management solutions for banks. Mm. Uh, for uh, Some of them really large, the largest. So, for example, yeah. IFC, we've done a couple of projects with IFC, multinational yeah. projects with them, with Daimler Financial Services, with uh, Societe Generale, yeah. Credit Agricole, uh, Sumitomo, for example. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and through all these years, uh, 
uh, especially closer to uh, to the end of these 10 years in this company, I saw this new trend that yeah. is coming. And as if we can see what, what happened 10 years, 10, 12 years ago with yeah. e-commerce, uh, I saw this is happening with e-lending. So I saw bankers who leave banks, start new startups, such as Cabbage or Lending Club. And in, in this previous company, we helped some companies actually to establish uh, such new alternative lending companies, peer-to-peer -peer lenders. And I saw that this is a new wave uh, uh, that will change everything. And right now the prediction is uh, that by uh, 2025, 90% yeah. of all loans will be online, will be actually originated online. And we are moving to this and it was evident there that this is a new wave. Uh, it was evident this is once in a lifetime opportunity. So being in this industry for so many years, so I started my life with banking. So I, I was constantly interested is, yeah. uh, in it because it's actually money. It's like blood of economy, blood of yeah. every country. And it's essentially, I mean, the loan department in every bank, right? That is essentially the one that thrives the most. That is the, where the money is. It's yeah. the, the mass market, the entire sort of private banking. They, in, in, in many banks around the world, they're kind of suffering because it's very competitive. But right. the loan department is something that has existed in for years and years. and. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing how it has evolved over over, over the s past few centuries to a point where, you know, if we look at the financial crisis where <laughs> it caused the entire crash, but then again, it's, you just can't get rid of that that department. You need to, that department is so important right. because it provides, it's, it's you know, the backbone of any economy is to be able to provide loans, right? Right, right. And it was that, did you start off um, the company Turnkey Lender with the w with the you know in the back of your mind that this was going to be a loan sort of SaaS platform, or did it evolve from something? Was this your initial idea? Yeah, great question. It was initial idea. Actually, I thought a lot about it, and initial idea was to create a company that will be dominant player globally. Mm. Since I had this experience in in previous company at Scorta, I've been doing this f for banks in uh, thirty four countries. So I, I, I already got this experience, how it is done, how it's to, to make an abstract metal layer. So it will be easily configurable for different countries, different regulations, different kinds of how they calculate interest rates and stuff like that. And the initial idea was to create a lending platform yeah. for, for actually suitable for global usage. Of course, there are separate editions per country, but a, a platform a, a, as whole. And it was initial idea. So it, it is not like... At Scorto, we initially created scoring engine and then it evolved uh, to credit risk management and collection risk management and stuff like that. Here, I already knew the whole story. So the idea was actually to provide end-to-end -end solution for new kind of lenders, for new startups, or even new digital banking divisions of large banks to provide end-to-end -end solutions. Because as you correctly pointed out, uh, in, in banks, this loan division they have separate budget separate budget for origination separate budget for servicing separate for portfolio management with new wave of of uh, lending companies they have a lean structure that yeah. want to manage it all in a single in a single solution plus with a single solution you can get 
seamlessly yeah. intelligence so you can look how how person actually fills in the application with which speed how they delete it enter it back or whatever then yeah. you can use this information when you calculate behavioral score then when, when you can use this this and that information when you calculate collection score or prioritization or self qa score for delinquent debts so you have having all on the single platform you actually have it all in your hands and you can better use artificial intelligence to to produce analytics and to help automate bright decisions yeah. so what we also do our main stuff not only automation but we uh, do operational everyday operational i would say my micro decisions not strategic decisions yeah, but operational decisions that are actually in hundreds and thousands every day we are automating them to to get as much as possible so good people we have lower interest rates but still these lending institutions have higher profits yeah and the cost of this technology will be not millions or tens of millions but will be totally affordable for anybody who actually brave enough yeah. <laughs> to to, to, to get it to get to the journey and and turnkey isn't really a, a early stage startup right because you've you've been around since 2015 yeah and right now you are like spread across various countries what which countries are you are uh, right so, uh, so w we started initially we started from europe uh we went got our first uh, uh representative office in in london in oxford actually near london but then this brexit stuff spoiled all, all yeah. the plans so the idea was to was to start in in UK and then to go to United States. Yeah. Uh, and then Europe uh, we also got sales in France, Spain, Sweden, actually in all the major European countries. Uh but then we moved to United States. Uh because we got more and more requests there because right. in United States they are easier it's easier for them to buy remotely. Okay. Especially for fintechs they make decision fast. We have uh, great technology we give them trial they try they like it so 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 was it hard to comply to the regulations because in the us um the loaning the the lend lending side and and all of the other sort of regulations it seems to be a little bit more yeah, yeah especially after uh, after this crisis they got this dot friend act yeah. and, and then, <laughs> but it's b because i already had this experience i already knew what required so we initially built it as way but but we had a, a couple of interest interesting cases yeah uh, of course there are different states they have different kind of regulations if, even for example uh, the the penalty that is that can be actually issued to the borrower for not sufficient fund yeah. funds uh situation yeah. the different per state and and, and, and the credit system that you know the the building back of your entire sort of personal credit the company credit it yeah. has a is is very s different compared to like every everywhere else, especially here in Asia. In the U.S., their their entire sort of credit assessment system is it's very unique to to American um, regulations. Yeah, yeah. So it started with FICO, who started it in uh, already sixty years ago. Yeah. yeah, and then they have this major credit bureaus. Yeah, going to United States, we included initially into our solution integrated integration with six credit bureaus so there are three major credit bureaus in united states plus fico that is yeah. scoring bureau and we included also alternative funds such as clarity factor trust and uh so for united states we were prepared because we knew it's very it's very well established market with great infrastructure so yeah. you get this fico score you get this credit bureau score but additionally to it you get your behavioral score you get your web yeah. score in some cases you get your mobile score so you apply some anti-fraud techniques so all this together gives another edge to yeah. to this lender who uses this platform but you're totally right it's 
it's totally different than uh, actually running lending business in Indonesia, for example, yeah. or in India, yeah. uh, or even in Poland. So yeah, and how actually how before we go into your deck, I'm actually interested to know how is the adoption process? You know, especially when you when you introducing AI, right? Um, yeah. For the banks, I mean, they, they because of a lot of regulation and a lot yeah. of sort of checks. How has the adoption process been uh, has for you? Yeah, so of course banks. Uh, this is different story. In our startup, we do not uh, focus on large banks. Okay. So we focus on on uh, middle size banks mm -hmm. rather than small size banks. Okay. We can uh, and we discuss right now with several large banks, but only if they establish a separate digital lending division with separate uh, budget, separate decision making process. Because with large banks, I know from my experience, it's. 12 months just sales it's very hard yeah. yeah very often you do pilots pilots and then nothing happened yeah. so we, we we were aware of it so we we started our adoption from those who needed tomorrow which One, are the startups right yes yeah, so, right? some of the startups but some also classic companies that decided they need to be present online for example vehicle leasing company mm -hmm. or even a big microfinance operator with many branches across the country but now they need also to be online because of course you you know perfectly they they now pressed by competition from these fintechs yeah. even in indonesia in philippines before you can be on this island and you are actually quasi monopoly mm. and right now with all these mobile phones with with, with web you cannot be a, anyhow well with this with the introduction of like the smartphone yeah. over the past 10 years and and the internet everybody became more accessible you're no longer bounded yeah, by your yeah. physical uh, presence Absolutely. where you are yeah and that is why that is why even classic institutions they need digital uh, digital lending so what we do actually we digitize lending Absolutely. yeah and for them uh, so adoption is easier yeah. Because for them, it's like a new division. For bank, it's I understand. I, I do not complain. For bank, actually, to make this decision is means it's like a large, large ship needs to actually pilot or do something. They need to think a lot, and they have time to think. And in the last five years, we've actually seen a very large sort of um, surge of startups that are trying to solve the lending issue because everybody in different parts of the world be it in latin america or southeast asia or europe or us they're always looking for solutions to try to get more is capital capital management right, right. so for with be a, a company or a personal level um that lending platform is very important and we've seen a lot of startups doing that so is that your primary target right now for uh customers is that these are the ones that you are you're going after the startups uh, so we have two uh main streams of our customers first are these are startups or any kind of fintechs peer-to-peer -peer lender and lenders alternative lenders mm. and second one is those who seriously go digital these are classic lending institutions and we have already among our customers for banks Mm -hmm. uh, uh, who actually, but they do it this way. They do it as a separate uh, digital lending division and we automate lending for them. Sure. So can we take a look at your deck? Sure. And so you were founded since 20, you, you are now in Belgium, Indonesia and Philippines. Yeah, this is where we have our sales offices. Okay. And, uh, but where are your customers? Per, uh, customers so Belgium? majority of our customers are in Southeast Asia and United States. Okay. Again, historically we have Europe and still we were having customers last week from Denmark, for example. So we are having customers from Europe, but we are growing the most extensively in United States and Canada, of course, and the Southeast Asia. And how do you make money? 
Okay, so our business model, we charge uh, some setup fee for smaller companies. It's rather symbolical, like three, five thousand dollars. And then we charge per active loan per month. So as long as loan is in our system, we charge certain transaction fee per month for every loan that performs. This is very important. We do not charge for non-performing loans so that we are in the same boat with our customers. So we charge only for loans that bring money to, to lenders, to our clients. Awesome. And the AI would essentially, does, does, does the AI play any role in terms of determining how you should charge and and what yeah we what have two kinds of two kinds of clients some of them they tell us we know how to score our clients we have a big history behind us or we have our own scoring department of bright guys geeks or whatever yeah. and for them we we are uh, we have a flexible uh, decision management platform we plug in their scoring engine or even several ones plug in their rules their decision matrices some of them they are pretty small they they ask us can you please provide us with scoring? And for some countries like Indonesia, Philippines, United States, we have generic scoring models. And of course we have rules and, and how we actually advise to do it. For them, we do it. But some of them, they tell us we have data. Could you please adjust your models using also our data? For our generic scoring models, depending on country, you know, by regulation, you can use or do not use something. For example, in Philippines, nobody cares about privacy in the United States. Yeah. Care a lot and in the in Indonesia in Europe is the GDPR and GDPR yeah with GDPR compliant yeah uh, so the, and you should be GDPR compliant and now even a lot of people even here in Singapore uh, some of them have uh, uh, capital from Western Europe and they require lending companies where they invest to be GDPR compliant anyway right. so this is this is actually and everybody or, or almost everybody believes GDPR one way or another it will be actually brought into to Southeast Asia sooner or later in one form or another. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually the future for all, all the other parts of the world. Right. Uh, uh, Has that impacted? Because I'm very interested. With AI, obviously, you you would, you know, especially with machine learning, right, you do require a lot of data to be fed yeah. into the system in order to get the more accurate sort of um, outcome for your customers. How has that impacted you with the new regulations being put in place for col data collection? Yeah, we initially uh, we initially built systems that we do not collect personal data. We collect only aggregated sub-segment data. Oh. So we do not do it. And for GDPR, it's actually more on lender level. So within our software, a customer can actually request to delete records about him and, and stuff like that. Of course, for lending, it's more specific based on European regulation, because if you are delinquent, you cannot as easily tell, okay, delete yeah. record, everything about me. Yeah. So it's a certain procedure. That is why it's more difficult for lending. It's that traceability aspect. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you can and how you can request. But all this... Uh, GDPR regulations, we are compliant with them, but it, it does not affect because we collect it with uh, in, in aggregated level. Yeah. Even in Philippines and Indonesia, we have our own mobile apps for Android and iOS. Mm -hmm. We, as everything else, we white label for our lenders. Yeah. We white label them, and, and uh, so we collect a lot of big data about location, about SMSs activity and stuff like that. But this one, we also actually aggregate by sub-segments, by, by sub-region, by sub-profession, by by sub age and we collect it in aggregated form so we do not actually we do not actually hold 
Yeah. Data about certain individuals. Yeah, and now obviously with with the new sort of wave of um, cloud computing and the the lowering cost of all of these data storage, you are able to achieve far more than what you used to be able to do years back in your previous businesses yeah. with AI, right? Yeah, I can even tell you a wonderful st story. Yeah. Uh, actually, we, we developed, so we have two uh, directions where we use AI. First is scoring, different kinds yeah. of, and second is some kind of image recognition. So we developed, uh, when we started in the United Kingdom, we developed software that actually recognized driver licenses, yeah? So okay. people will not fill in application form, they just scan it or yeah. photo it. And we did you it. have to build that yourself? Or yeah, was yeah. It we, we actually build it ourselves. And image recognition and yeah, a financial then, lending. Yeah, and this is the story. <laughs> and and then, uh, you, you know, like it's already a year ago, uh, uh, Google actually was able to do it better than us. Oh. In some cases, in some cases we are better, but we found out, okay, no more reason for us to compete with it. Of course they will go. So uh, and up until one year ago, we were better because we were focused on certain area. Yeah, and yeah. we've done similar stuff for Philippines, for example. And, and some other countries to for United States. United States, you know, you have uh, driver licenses for each sta state. Yeah. They have fancy, fancy yeah. images behind. And so it's it was a little bit difficult. Uh, but now we understood we, we should not do it anymore because Google now does it oh, the same way as us. And of course, they will be better down the road. So do we actually started use use for this particular case we started to use them plus adjust using our knowledge about particularities but the main stuff is used from them yeah so this is how everything moves and actually we'll love it because one of the reasons we are in this business because we love we are lowering technological ba barriers of so, course frictions right yeah yeah mm. so in, instead of spending half a year one year set up in the system with us people uh, can start lending the next day uh, so in the United States, when they have perfect infrastructure, because in Indonesia, for example, in the Philippines, you can spend several weeks just to get credentials from credit bureau, for yeah. example. But this is, again, this is better and better. And we actually watch how we especially uh, astonished to see how it's better in Indonesia and Philippines. So GK becomes marvelous. When we started, we yeah. were thinking, okay, well, but now they are very bright. Uh, they got very bright team. They are doing bright decisions, balancing you no know, banking lobby yeah. plus bringing uh, better and better technologies to the country. It's a tough way to do, but they are managing it. And Philippines, on government level, they promote financial inclusion, yeah. promote all different kinds of to to avoid loan sharks actually to po possess big market mm -hmm. share to get uh, more and more market share out of them for lenders who actually use software like ours, who record everything, who have this portfolio. A report who has proper uh, scoring and who has much lower rates. Yeah, and does it actually take into account sentiment uh, or some changes in the market? Li like, for example, if there's an announcement that is made, would the system be able to capture that and, and recalibrate and? and so we, we do not uh, we do not have text uh, text mining software inside us. Okay. So it's it's not like if something happens like some disasters that were never predicted we will not uh, get it but uh, what we have we have a very flexible visual tool to change it so we have a customer uh, uh, who was doing a real estate backed lending yeah. in, in the uk one of our first customers yeah. and when brexit happened actually 
not everybody expected it almost nobody expected yeah. it. and they've done it uh, the same night and the next day they already adjusted the uh, different ratios for real estate industry yeah. construction industry stuff like that because it's very easy a lot of uh, a lot of lending software producers or platform owners they have it per country and per certain case for example only for mortgages or only for this case and they do not have like us very flexible visual tool to adjust rules and change them this is what we have Plus, of course, artificial intelligence learns from patterns every time yeah. with certain periodicity. Okay, and and I also see that you were one of the twentieth hot test startup by Singapore's business yeah, yeah, review. Yeah. Yes. How yes, amazing is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are the criteria? How how w- w- being twenty the hottest startups has that really helped you to get more customers, or how has that benefited you? We are, we are already uh, quite known here in Singapore, mm-hmm. quite known in the region. But of course, uh, it's great. So we got another approval of 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 what we are doing. It's a validation of what you're doing. Yeah, but but we are quite seen in 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 the industry. We've got our MAS fintech award in 2016. Okay, and, and MAS done incredible due diligence talking to our customers reviewing our code actually digging everywhere and it was it was tough but uh, actually we are happy yeah we but once you get out of it right yeah. and you've completed the entire process it yeah. actually brings you to a whole new level absolutely has yeah. it that entire due diligence of mas has it made you look at your company in a very different way from what you used to operate in? Has it changed any of your, any of, uh, like majorly your business model? Uh, n- not because, not ma- ma- mainly because we initially, since we initially targeted uh, for for large market share for larger mm-hmm. players, we were already ISO 2001 certified mm-hmm. for quality assurance 27001 for security. So more or less, we've done already the certification processes. Uh, so, but it was a totally different angle. Right. So it was a totally different. Uh, so it was very big technological one. So, for example, when you do, do due diligence with VC, they do not dig too much into technology. Yeah, they they would rather dig into team, into financials, into market uh, feed, and and stuff like that. While uh, MAS, they've done both. They've done since the company is stable, growing, and doing business right. Plus, they've done a very very good technological uh, assessment. But this helped us because then MAS also invited us and we are very thankful uh, to this Afin. This is ASEAN uh, Financial Innovation Network. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a big endeavor uh, with IFC and MAS and actually ASEAN Bankers Association to bring the whole platform where from one side banks can plug in and finance companies and yeah. from another side fintech w- fintechs will plug in so they will not need to to, to go through long uh, process of due diligence and and, and requirements yeah. and they will have will have a single uh, api and so all this level by level we actually prove to the market that we are here seriously not like solving some tiny problem but understanding particularities of the market what also mas helped us and we helped mas b- because since we are on, on different markets here, we, yeah. we, we came to Singapore with already knowledge of how business is done in States, UK, Europe, mm-hmm. Latin America. And here, we also already doing business in, in Cambodia, Vietnam, Philippines, okay. uh, Indonesia, yeah. Malaysia. So, and this knowledge, because it's totally different markets. Like Absolutely. You can, uh, uh, yeah. Imagine Cambodia. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And not only by level of development, but even by approaches. Yeah. By approaches to how to do integration, how to do how to, 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 to deal even with fintech. And all this actually gave us also another strong point uh, yeah. because people understand 
we we've been through all this yeah. whatever you will invent or some particularity you have or whatever route you will find useful for your lending business in a year yeah. we still passed it so yeah. uh, for example so so having more than 70 already more than 80 customers uh, across the world we already passed so many scenarios and we know how to technologically support lenders to to do it right and of course that this entire process was very tedious in the past where you did you know everything that's so manual and labor intensive and yes. cost is very expensive process right? yes. and even with that you still can get to the ability of using this big data comparison um s- sort of uh, to, to that level of accuracy which you guys are able to provide mm-hmm. um of all the markets that you've actually tapped on so you've got asia you've got um us you've got europe where do you see the next sort of trend of growth for a, a SaaS platform for for lending specifically? Yeah. So we are here. <laughs> the, the, this means, yeah, yeah. This means actually we carefully selected uh, between United States and Singapore, we, very carefully. And my second co-founder Elena, she's U.S. citizen, and she spent a lot of time in Silicon Valley. She mm-hmm. actually made two successful startups there. So uh, initially we thought. To, to go to states yeah. but after we actually visited uh, 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 Singapore and United States here in Southeast Asia so let's do not take right now China and India yeah. yeah but here in Southeast Asia this is where growth lies where where number of unbanked population actually where a number of banks that still do it in paper or in Excel yeah. it's enormous uh, uh, untapped market and growth is here not only immediate growth but the future growth and yeah. that is why we are here in headquarter here and we'll stay here well ms is sep- definitely um very supportive of collaborations and um other sort of regulatory frameworks and everything is about you know bringing businesses in from overseas but at the same time bringing local businesses out right. into other countries and being part of this wave uh, for supporting businesses on the lending platform is 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 fantastic. Um, a lot of the startups that are facing some constraints, um, especially the ones that are dealing with lending um, softwares, they do need support to not to reinvent the wheel. So absolutely, those right. are the yeah, ones that you right. are, and they are, yes. they, are, they, are, they are the ones that are sort of approaching you guys. Yes. Um, so. I want to talk a little bit about your fun race because yeah. you are doing a fun race right now. Right. And also, yes. are you obviously every startup is hiring? Are you also hiring? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Constantly, a little bit. Constantly, yeah. Constantly hiring. Yes. As a CEO, they say that you should always be hustling, always be hiring, always go out and look for for a good talent. So, what are the positions that you're looking for, and what sort of you know criteria and characteristics do you hire for yeah so uh right now we are hiring uh so we have our r&d office in ukraine and, mm-hmm. and mainly we hire a technical talent there here in singapore uh we, we are right now hiring business development guys okay. so business development director uh high level business development managers or sales managers you can name them uh, this way and marketing uh, specialists so this is uh, who we hire here in singapore mm-hmm. And what's uh, wh- how do you assess? What do you what do you look for? Is it the on, on a person that you you know yeah. you want to hire? Uh, so uh, these are two main categories of criteria. First ca- uh, first category is actually um, more or less personal. Mm-hmm. So what we look we as a founders what we look for we look that uh, first of all we, we we used to 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 tell that we hire only those whom we want to hug. So only yeah. those with whom we 
love to to work and this yeah. is uh this is first and foremost but of course we as seasoned already businessmen we look that this person will amplify the team yeah so and team will amplify the person so this is the first criteria more like soft skills or, or personal and skills. on the point on your point of people that want to hug i always have this thing uh when i work with other startups i i usually um have this rule right which is the chuck test if i'm walking down the street and you see your friend walking well you see somebody that you recognize walking on the other way is that somebody that you would make an effort to cross the street to, cross. to <laughs> go and you know let's go for a bar uh, for a beer or do you want to like walk the other way down or, or look at the window and pretend that yeah, you wonderful haven't seen test. that person? Yeah, right? wonderful. Absolutely agree. And if it's somebody that you don't even want to talk to, then you yeah. should be, don't walk, run. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. you should get them that person out of your life. So um, it's, a, it's a wonderful um, analogy that when you said it's somebody that you want to hug. Right? Yeah, yeah. And on the skill side, obviously you would, is how important is that versus like the chemistry, the, the, the I, person? Yeah, I, I would say equally important so we we usually if we see in uh, the next important thing is intelligence mm -hmm. so if if even we we are looking for a senior level but we see a medi medium level but we see how a person will grow we may hire uh, him or her but this is one exception especially for startups again there are these are this is my fourth company so yeah. <laughs> different there is no right question because these are different uh stages of startup we already are on a certain stage we already have 70 people so it's a little bit different so uh, in initially you need to to hire only those who complementary totally uh, from from all, all the angles and on the next stage you need to hire whom whom you will be able to to get work done or, or whom you will be able to use if you name it immediately you you, you cannot afford even if you see a gra great guy you cannot afford at this stage of startup even spend three four months trying to teach something of course. whatever great person you will meet but at a certain level when you already have your skeleton or you have your key people and you actually put in some sales uh, people for example even if you look for senior but you see medium uh, person who will be again in foreseeable future like several months or one year in this so it's it's it paid me back extremely uh, many times when you actually develop your own stuff not just you know headhunt from some s something okay. but again it's only at certain stage at, at, the, at, at, at the next stage because a lot of startups they hire because they like uh, or, or because they are sure and they are definitely sure within certain period of time this guy will be wonderful but yeah. startup cannot afford this this can, can cannot yeah. be done and that, that is uh, that is how we see it right now but what we see we see of course responsibility and of course we ask professional questions we ask but we usually ask more in in, in terms of uh, situation so we give person a situation and how would you solve it and then a lot of questions around it those kind of test cases and uh, yeah. the case studies yeah. um and obviously it seems from the positions that you are now looking for are mainly the hustlers right the ones that are yeah. in the marketing side the business development side those that are is that because you want to address more on um building the the demand side uh actually we uh, with demand side we have everything perfect so we okay. have perfect uh, uh pipeline yeah so where we have problem right now is with conversions because of insufficient staff actually uh doing the sales especially right now we're getting more and more high level sales from relatively large banks from telcos from large institutions and we need more people who are senior level who can would you say like those are people that are able to open doors and that have the connections with um uh, higher uh, level 
we we uh, so we do not we of course every time we need people with a great connections and yeah. networking but we more need hunters hunters yeah. yeah because we are quite known we have a, a wonderful pipeline this is why we we are we actually crying and thinking all the nights because we have a wonderful pipeline and now we are hiring a lot because we need to serve this pipeline especially in united states we are having right now banks right now community banks regional banks and large credit unions but it's impossible to to sell this is also why we are raising capital yeah so we we, we have just virtual office there and we sell remotely but you you can sell to fintechs this way but you cannot sell to banks and yeah. having such great larger clients and already known brand and known technology yeah. we are mentioned in some reviews of lending software and digita digitalization stuff like that it's this is what uh, what we need and who we need actually to, yeah. to so yeah, uh, since you mentioned the 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 race, like how what are how much are you raising and what are the conditions for raising? Yeah, so we we are raising right now five millions. Mm -hmm. uh, our current uh, anti series B, right? Uh, whatever you name it. A B. So, so, so some <laughs> of them name it B, some of them A plus or A one. So okay, we we we, so we don't care how it is named so, sure. because some venture companies they like to name this way. They yeah. Otherwise, uh, others. So this is the next round. Previous round, uh, we we raised with Vertex. So mm -hmm. Vertex was the, the only uh, investor, and for this round they are ready to top up. Oh, okay. So up awesome. to two millions, and so we are raising the remaining three. Okay, awesome. So they're yeah, so the, the leading, pretty much. Uh, no, no, but they will not lead. Okay. So we are, we are looking for the lead investor. Yeah. Did you say they, they led the previous one? Yeah, they, okay. they, they was the only investor with the previous previous round. Yeah. Awesome. And so now you're looking for a lead for the next round, um, yes. for the remaining three million. Yes. Um, at what market cap? Mm, okay, you mean... Uh, uh, in terms of like... W in the size of valuation of your company right okay it's, it's better we would rather see uh, the number from uh from vcs okay uh, how they value the company we are open we are actually reasonable mm -hmm. so we, we, let's talk let's talk how you evaluate yeah. our company so you're open for discussion yes <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. it's sometimes good sometimes very dangerous because you know how sometimes the investors will go in and obviously in their interest is they want to get as much yeah. of the value of from the equity yeah. as they can and from your perspective you would like to get as much of the money yeah. for the lesser equity as, yeah, as yeah, that, equity. that's true yeah. but we also know uh, opposite sides so Again, it's not my first business, not se not second business. So I, I know I would rather get a, an investor with whom I am comfortable and with whom I am grow. I will grow faster because wave is going. This is this is what we need actually to be with this wave to grab all the opportunity it gives us. We have now opportunities even of quasi monopoly somewhere, but we just need to, just need to scale. And I'd better go with this investor, even with lower valuation. Yeah. Be because it's it's not about right now and not about this percentage. It's about uh, when, how fast this company will be a unicorn, but yeah. not uh, not how much value. Yeah. I will I will get because this is value also of invest. Sometimes you have just money. Sometimes wise wise money. Sometimes you have money with even a single advice can change company revenue dramatically. Of so course. this. 
this of course do you have a profile of an invest like are your ideal investor yeah how would it look like uh, we are going for uh, vcs vcs yes okay. yes yes and obviously somebody who uh, a vc that understands um this platform b2b so for us uh, of course it's uh, preferable that this vc would understand fintech and b2b sales because mm -hmm. it's totally different uh, um, what what we, what we saw more vcs understand b2c Okay. Unless we see some understand uh, B2B and how it's done. Of course, SaaS. So B2B SaaS, this is where we are. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, our favorite or uh, the most uh, <laughs> yeah. wonderful investor for us. Yeah. What, what does the future look like for you? Uh, uh, Scaling? <laughs> it's, it's uh, so right now I can also tell we are enjoying our growth. We just do not enjoy that we can grow much faster. Yeah. And we can in much increase much more our conversion rates with with uh, with product already polished and proven. So what we what, what we need and uh, scale and grow. But we see in the future what we also see as uh, as the trend. So this is the year when we automate, and the next year we automate online lenders. So previous year we automated fintechs. This yeah. year we automate banks that on board. For example, according to American Bankers Association uh, review this February, done this February, 70 uh, something percent of banks inside the United States do not have digital lending solution. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, of course, these are all small and medium yeah. size, big ones already have. Oh. Mm. But and and uh, uh, almost 40 percent of them planning to buy it within the next 20, uh, 24, 36 months. Yeah. So this is this is where banks coming in. But after two, three years, there will be in-house financing. Yeah. So what we what we have now, like like jewelry shop, yeah. uh, furniture shops in the United States, or plastic surgery yeah. uh, 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 hospitals. They actually name it lending, but actually these are payment and installment. Yeah, and they course. need a turnkey solution that will manage everything, calculate scores and notifications, uh, calculate correctly portfolio management. But this is the next wave you ask it for the future. So after two, three years, this is the wave that we will serve because yeah. in, uh, we are by the nature turnkey solution. Yeah. What will be required for majority of them? Potentially all the retail, retail shops and um, yeah. all the platforms out there. Yeah. So I could go the whole day just talking about fintech, SaaS platform. I have so many questions, but uh, unfortunately due to the limitation of time, I have one more question for you. So if our listeners and you know you people who qualify to be hired or investors who would like to find out more about um, Turnkey Lender, how do they reach you? Yeah, so by my phone. By your phone number, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or by our websites and request by my email, by my phone number, yeah. Yeah, yeah so my number uh, is uh, H696-6325. Yeah. You're welcome to call anytime. Sure, and your email? Oh, okay, It's I need to spell it D. Okay. V-O-R-O-N-E-N-K-O at turnkeylender.com. <laughs> Fantastic, and they can find that on your website as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Well, it's been an absolutely pleasure talking to you, Dimitri. And uh, I hope to find out more and, and please come back to the show. We, I have more questions to talk to <laughs> ask you about, you know, how it's six months down the road. How, how are you going to progress and whether you're going to show up in uh, another magazine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and thank you very much for the great questions. I enjoyed the converse conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dimitri. And this is a wrap. This is the Asian Tech Podcast.